But then again, who asked me? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Per usual, I'm Zell, your host. And I personally feel like this week, I I can breathe again, in the words of Tony Braxton. I feel like I'm breathing a little bit easier. I'm not on as, I'm not as on edge as I was last week because I just had so much to keep up with thanks to Miss Portia Williams. And you know, they can't all, all the weeks cannot be like that in our reality TV universe. That what's, that's what makes the, you know, the super dramatic weeks that much more special. But I think we're going to be on a coast for a little bit. Um, I think that our probably next Big Bomb, if I had to guess, was going to be Erica Girardi related, but we will see. We will see. Um, Speaking of Portia, she's been giving us a little bit like breadcrumbs, you know, after she fucking snatched edges last week. She, earlier today, there's a picture of her and, and Simon, and she commented on it, uh, or no, Shamia commented on it and said, something to the effect like love y'all xyz I don't care it's irrelevant and Portia responded and said thanks bestie you're the best matchmaker ever blah blah and I was like um matchmaker matchmaker is that what we would call her because I mean I don't know if you ask me the matchmaker I think would be Fallon and or Dennis but in the words of Jennifer Aiden, Merriam-Webster, where you at? So I went and looked up the definition of matchmaker and it says a person who arranges relationships and marriages between others, either informally or in certain culture communities as a formal occupation. And again, we're in a gray area. I feel like Shimia was an encourager of their relationship, but matchmaker? Mm-hmm, girl. I don't know. That's that's her truth to tell. That's her business that I'm going to talk about every chance I get. But no, I was just a little taken back by that one. But besides that, um, also in our Bravo verse, James and Raquel are engaged. James proposed to Raquel um, at a it looks like her birthday party. Um, and it you know, I'm a little confused because it was like Coachella themed and the balloon said Ruchella. But maybe I don't know. I was I was a little confused. But congratulations to them. James proposed with a ring that was way too big for her finger. And, you know, that is no shade whatsoever. I love that for her and I love that for everybody. All of the girls that have had to go back and get their ring size because I didn't do that because I'm neurotic and I actually made sure that that was a detail that was known okay I mean my proposal was a surprise don't get me wrong but I definitely was like this is my ring size make sure when you get what you get that you get it right but that's just me I'm happy for them I love 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 Raquel I think she is really sweet um James, I'm always rooting for him. I will say this. I don't always love him, but I am always rooting for him. I 
have always felt for him in a certain way that he got a shitty end of the Vanderpump stick. Um, Speaking of Vanderpump, we've been seeing more pictures of them filming. I personally feel like I've seen the most pictures to come from Randall and Tom Schwartz, which nope, Tom, what's the other Tom's name? Yeah, Tom Schwartz, not Sandoval. See, their initials are the same. That's why it fucks me up as well. Um, And it's always the women. And I'm like, okay, so the women seem like they are keeping it very professional. Like, I don't want to go to HR. So let me just work next to this girl. But who knows? We shall see. Um, I saw a solo picture of Sheena and Lala. And I hope that they're getting along, honest to goodness. Because... You know, I, I I know Lala has also recently had a baby, but Shishu had that baby less than a month ago and she is already back at work filming. I, and I just, the way their friendship has played out so far, I'm like, girl, y'all need to make up, okay? I hate when the, like the real friendships get ruined because of reality TV stuff, but we'll get into Lisa Rinna later. All right. Oh, besides that, you know, I I hate talking about the Kardashians, but they fucking keep giving me shit to talk about. At least I, it's not a big deal, but I wanted to touch on it. So I was getting my nails done earlier this week, and I looked up on the TV, and Shanna Mochler, if you don't know who that is, that is the ex-wife slash mother of Travis Barker's children, um, gave an interview and had a lot to say about him and Courtney's relationship. She does not approve. Um, she says she thinks it's weird that Travis is doing a lot of the same grand gestures for Courtney that he did for her. And I was just like, really? You're surprised by that? He's a straight male. They only have like maybe five tops um grand gestures between them and their brains so yeah of course he's of course he's recycling sweets i don't know i was like oh you're really shocked by that and plus they've been broken up for a fucking while now who knows but yeah she gave that interview and then it prompted her daughter their daughter alabama to you know screenshot some things some conversations between her mother and her where her mother says you know her boyfriend, her as in Shanna, is amazing. Um, I don't know. It said a lot of things. And then it led to Alabama Barker telling us that her mother did not spend Mother's Day with them. And this has been like a... I've seen this a couple of times with a couple of, um, you know, I don't want to use the word famous, but let's say influencer famous um, type folk specifically of course I mean moms um regarding Mother's Day and it was that they didn't spend time with their kids and I'm like well listen the moms need it's Mother's Day they're gonna spend Mother's Day how they want to I don't know it was just a bizarre like little tidbit that I was like all of a sudden I'm talking about Shanna Mochler way more than I ever thought I fucking would but who knows Courtney and Travis don't seem bothered by it she's still in a thong he's still writing all over his body and grabbing her ass on the internet making me realize why she didn't want Mason having that fucking Instagram but whatever (sighs) per usual we have our recaps of the week um 
I'm I'm excited. This week of reality TV got me really excited. I'm not gonna lie. So we're gonna just start diving into them. So this week on Roni, um, I'm not gonna lie. Of course, I love this episode, but also I could not say that without also saying it kind of scared me. So let's just start off with. I've never related to Ramona Singham more than I did in these opening scenes where she is laying in the bed while her friend Sonia talks her ear off and she is just still continuing her conversation. However, she is just eyes closed, regretting life. Um, There are two types of hungover people in the world. We have people like Sonia that get up like nothing happened. They want to have a conversation. They're like, oh, let's move on. And then there's people like me and Ramona. I need to, I need a minute. I need actually a couple hours to get things back together. You can still talk to me in a very soft, low volume voice. Absolutely. However, it needs to be short and sweet. Uh, But then we go over and see Luann go to talk to Ebony, where Ebony, you know, really tries to take a moment again to explain to these ladies where some of their verbiage may not be the best. And she tells Luann, you know, the help comment that Ramona made kind of irritated me. And Luann did one of my pet peeves and automatically answered with, she didn't mean it like that. Listen, when someone tells you that something somebody did, you did anything was offensive, the first thing out of your mouth does not need to be, well, I didn't mean it like that. Okay, just fucking listen. But do I expect anything else from Luann? Absolutely fucking not. Okay, yeah, we know Ramona says the wrong things all the time. Blah, blah. We got that. That doesn't mean that she can keep saying the wrong things all the time. Of course, Leah shows up in a 5 million pattern print that makes Ramona's eyes soar to the point where then she goes to put on a printed shirt. Uh, We see the ladies go to the winery and this is where my annoyance really just started. Um, You know, and I know I said a couple episodes back that I was kind of 50-50 in the middle with Leah. No, I think I decided where I lie with her. So she decides to take it upon herself um, to really nail it to Ramona about whether or not she donated the plasma. Listen, one thing Ramona Singer gonna do is just start talk, start talking out of her fucking ass, okay? Whether or not I think Ramona knows that she didn't donate the plasma or whether she thinks that she got the antibody test and that was donating plasma, it really doesn't matter. Because what does matter here is why is Leah taking it on upon herself to hold Sonia like so accountable for this? We know so or Sonia, we know Ramona is lying, okay? Whether she knows she's lying or not, we that's to be determined, but we know she lies. This is what she always does. And it's so fucking annoying to sit there and try and watch Leah just be the judge and the jury and then rile everybody else up about it too. Especially after uh Ramona and Ebony have a very good educational talk on why that help comment was so offensive to her. Like, Leah, read the fucking room. Actually, I don't think she knows how to read the room because she just thinks that all rooms belong to her. But let me say the my main, main argument that was so annoying to me is when Leah said that 
what Ramona did in saying she donated the plasma and then not donating plasma was morally bankrupt. Oh, Leah, you want to talk about moral bankruptcy, sweets? Let's get into it. You, you, girl, what you did in the whole Michael Shea situation, morally bankrupt. And, you know, since she was on national television trying to talk about how Ramona is so, again, morally bankrupt, I said, let me look this up and see if she maybe, you know, apologized to Michael Shea and said, like, oh, I realized, you know, what was wrong with what I said and the long history with it. Nope. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Leah met Michael Shea on a dating app. Michael Shea is an SNL actor and writer. He's a black man. They started a texting correspondence and I'm going to call it a correspondence, not a relationship. And honestly, he just wasn't interested. They shared a few texts back and forth. Well, then she goes into the media and says that he's a D-list actor and an asshole and calls him a couple of other things that were like not true, um, which forced him to, well, I shouldn't say they're not true because I don't know him, but in what, what she was referring to, not what it was. It forced him to put the screenshots up of their text messages um, for him to say, you know, I didn't treat her badly. I just simply wasn't interested. And it is honestly embarrassing because she texted this man so many fucking times. So when I went to look and see, like, maybe she apologized. No, she didn't. She actually said, oh, you guys, he totally exposed me for being that crazy chick. Yeah, you know, I'm crazy. I'm one of those crazy girls. Bitch, fuck you. Okay, I don't want to hear you talk about Ramona's moral bankruptcy, Heather Holla Thompson's anything, okay? Because why she's taking it upon herself to cause these issues between that group, I don't know. Those women have a history. They have said shady things about one another. And you cannot tell me that Ramona and Luann didn't know that she said that shit. They absolutely knew, okay? I And that's why we're in this situation. Well, not we're, but Leah's in the situation now where Heather's saying that Leah assaulted her. I If this is how this is going to play out, I can absolutely see where Heather is coming from. Because this, the energy Leah is bringing over some shit that has absolutely nothing fucking to do with her. It's baffling to me also that you just sat here and verbally berated Ramona over something that you think she lied about. And then you're going to turn around and say, Ramona, why are we allowing Heather to come? Look at all this stuff she says about you. Girl, look at all the stuff you say about Ramona and she says about you. And your point? Like, what is it? You don't want another like kind of young, semi-hip, and I'm using air quotes around hip, white woman in the bunch? You want to be the only, again, air quotes, woke white woman in the bunch? Because that's what I'm getting from Leah. And to be honest, I'm really fucking sick of it. No one is beyond learning. And she definitely fucking isn't, okay? Because this whole like, oh, I am so above all of you is so sickening to me. That's what I, the attitude I'm getting from Leah. Last year, I was fine with her. But this year, no, I cannot take it anymore. We praised her a little too much last season and look at where we are now. Because I also don't understand the... Maybe it's the editing, I don't know. But when it comes to Ramona and drinking, or sorry, Ramona, Luann and drinking, she comes off judgmental, at least to me, you know, 
Luann is on this sober, this new sober journey. Leah has told us it was like riding a bike for me. It's not hard for me. That's not everybody's truth with trying to be sober. So why can't you just support Luann if she wants to drink her fake rosé? And if she wants to be at a winery, at one point she tells her, I feel like it's triggering to you. It's not you're hurting yourself more than helping. And she was like, well, like, what's with this fake rosé? And Luann tells her, she goes, you have this drink right here. And Leah says, this is seltzer water. And huh, y'all know how I like to pay attention to details. Leah Sweets, when you ordered it, you said a mocktail. So I'm not understanding the difference between that calling something a mocktail and that quote unquote mocktail and then her, her having fake rosé. I mean, there's not alcohol in either parts and it's, it doesn't come off as supportive. And I don't know if, again, that's editing, them trying to be shady or what, but it was pissing me the fuck off. So then the scary part of the episode happened where they sit down and it was funny, but at the same time, not. They sit down at dinner. Sonia is 15 sheets to the wind so fucking drunk and she's calling her friend you know they start talking about chase and jp morgan and what they're doing to try and help close the wealth gap and putting money in back into black communities ebony says that she wants to have her mortgage with her <laughs> ramona with just a slip of the tongue says wells fargo has better rates let me tell you as somebody in who has begun the process, I'm not in it, but who has begun the process of starting to look at house buying, every single thing you say, somebody is going to come back and tell you something else. Somebody else has better rates, okay? I'm sure if somebody else was sitting there, they would say, oh, U.S. Bank has better rates. I've just come to find that. Everybody knows some place with a better rate than some, somewhere someone else is saying. But... It triggered Sonia and she flips the fuck out. And I don't get why she starts saying, that's not, they're not my family. Sonia, I'm sorry, he's not even speaking to you. Like he refuses to talk to you about anything. He, he is not your family. I don't know. I am so starting to get so worried about her. And in the previews for next week, it looks like, everything's fine and we just are moving on to this Heather Thompson drama I do not know I want Sonia to be okay like I really really do but and also and this is because I've been re-watching lately but do y'all remember when Aviva compared her and this is no this was fucked up I don't I am not an Aviva fan I'm not aligning myself with that woman but do you guys remember when Aviva compared her to Anna Nicole Smith I went back when Aviva said that I was like oh that's fucked up but now I'm kind of like oh um yikes and then we ended the episode with a to be continued now that is definitely an episode worth a to be continued whoever did the editing there they understood the assignments all the other to be continued take notes oh but you know that's it for the Roni recap this week I really I just, I want Sonia to be okay. I hope that we, you know, get past this. I wonder if this is the episode that she breaks the glass. Um, because I saw that in the trailer. Who knows? But, you know, God bless Sonia. 
let's get into Beverly Hills. I'm not going to lie. I was pleasantly surprised by this season premiere of Beverly Hills. Um, however, I'm not going to let them pull the wool over my eyes and, you know, rave about it because I feel duped by them from the past. <laughs> um, and I'm also trying to wonder if, or trying to figure out rather, if Erica Girardi is mad at Bravo. I'm not sure if they, I mean, I'm sure they've seen the season, um, but I'm not sure if she knows how the entire season is edited or if it's just over the season premiere and how they were showing off her like big closet, overflow closet, the diamonds, all of that, because we know that the, you know, feds are watching. Um, and then she wasn't on Watch What Happens Live uh, with the ladies afterwards. And Andy said it was because she wasn't doing press when literally days earlier she was just at the um, either VMAs or movie awards or something like that. So I'm like, all right, is she pissed or what is it? But like she's in trouble. I'm tired. Like I said before, I'm tired of her acting like she's not. So they put up a photo and it was like, don't be against us. In your words, Erica, in yours or what or what? So what? Like, you are on trial. Like, for the love of God, just sit down somewhere. <laughs> uh, but no, Kyle told us she got a nose job because of something or another. Girl, just say you want a nose job. Just say that. And also, stop playing like you don't know why Garcelle is mad at you and unfollowed you. Like, you, she is so annoying. For her to sit there and say, I was really shocked that Garcelle unfollowed me. Really? Kyle, let me tell you something, sweetie. And I'm so glad that we saw the preview that Garcelle is going to ask her this because when I saw it on the reunion last year, I was like, oh no, the fuck she did not. You sat there, held on to that information about Garcelle allegedly not paying her donation through instead of contacting her and being like, hey, you know, you raised your hand at the auction. We still haven't gotten that. I was just wondering, you know, what's the deal with it? I'm sure she would have said, oh, absolutely. However, you waited till the reunion, tried to drop a bomb. And do you understand like the stereotype that black people don't pay their fucking bills? Like, that was so fucking tone deaf of you. And so I'm glad that uh, Garcelle is holding her feet to the fire. And speaking of Garcelle, she did not come to play with these hoes this season. And I love it. I love it. Lisa Renna sat down with her and started talking. She was like, let me get this out of the way now. And I feel like Lisa Renna was legitimately nervous. She talked her ass in a circle all the way around while Garcelle just looked at her the way my mama used to look at me when I was lying about my grades, okay? Loved it. Every fucking moment. And for Lisa to sit there and say, I wish I could have just stood by Denise and stood by my friend. You could have. And everybody last season that was like, Denise is a liar. All right, so y'all telling me that you never met up with a sneaky link like you really gonna sit here and say that you ain't ever snuck off and hooked up with somebody and brandy can very well be a acquaintance to denise still they could have been around each other four times and she could have gotten her cooter licked that is absolutely a truth that can be however what she doesn't need it to be is for all of those women to be in her business it should have never been a thing and lisa renna got dragged all last year so now she wants to make it right 
make it right with your friend. Garcelle and Lisa and Denise have all been friends for years. And my thinking is that Lisa brought them in to, you know, this different part of her life, thinking that it was going to be something that it didn't turn out to be. And now the real life friendship is ruined because of the reality show. And I, if I were Denise, I wouldn't text your ass back either. I've never gotten on my friend's asses about whether or not they hooked up with somebody and whether or not they lied to me about it. Hell, I have a friend that fucking told me the other day, girl, you know, I hooked up with so-and-so like five years ago. And I was like, oh, I did not know that. Just laugh it off because it is not your business. Business this has nothing to do with you. All right. And then we met our newest housewife, Miss Crystal. I am shocked. She is 5'10". And until they pulled the camera back and I saw her in comparison to Lisa and Kyle, I was like, oh, shit. But again, I assume everybody is like my height. I've seen a couple celebrities in person. Um, I saw Ariana. I've seen Ariana um, from Vanderpump in person a couple times. And I am always shocked about how little she is. She's very short. And I'm like 5'8". I remember the first time I saw her, I was like, holy shit. But I was like, okay, Crystal. Um, I also had no clue that her husband directed The Lion King. Then it made me realize that I actually never knew who directed The Lion King. I want to say I thought it was Steven Spielberg, but that movie also came out when I was very young. Um, you know, I still getting a feel for Crystal. I think she's going to be a good fit though. She is the right amount of shady because when that producer asked her, do you know Dorit? And she said, no. The way she said it, loved it. Loved it. Something that kind of took me a little back this episode also was when they were meeting Crystal and they were at her house talking. She was telling them about her family. Kyle tells us that her and Marie, well, not until us, she tells Crystal and Lisa that her and Mauricio are going to try for a boy. I was like, excuse me, where did that come from? Maybe that was just something she was saying because Lord knows ordinary Kyle does that. But the ladies decide that they are having a barbecue, a Beverly Hills barbecue, because let me tell you, that is not any type of barbecue I have ever been to. I barely wear my a nice sundress to a barbecue because I want to be the most comfortable. And also, if I get something on it, I don't want to be too upset. But their piggies in a blanket and champagne looked really fun. I won't lie. And, you know, they are setting the scene for all things to be Girardi. You know, even back in the beginning of the episode when they were in Erica's overflow closet and then when she was getting glam and she was they were showing the diamonds and everything i was like oh lord here it comes apparently there's a team of fbi um people taking notes about on what they see in the season when it comes to the girardis i i don't know i do know that i think they should have hired bravo people to do that like we could have gotten it they probably would have picked some stuff up that they would have missed but erica tells us that she's you know gotten on antidepressants during COVID and then she also tells us the bigger your life is the bigger your problems are which I was like what the fuck are you like first of all how do you what are you measuring using to measure a big life Erica okay and also what are you using to measure big problems I mean yeah she does have a big problem we're not gonna lie there's no denying that but people who she may not consider big can still have big problems she's such a fucking asshole god (laughs) 
Uh, but like I said, we will see. I'm not going to let these women fool me ever again. I just, I can't trust them until they've proven that they can be trusted. All right. I know Garcelle looks like she is coming. She is coming for everybody. Some of her faces when like Erica was talking, I was like, yep, Garcelle's going to be asking the hard hitting questions and I'm here for it. But all right, let's hop over to Jersey. So before the reunion even started on Wednesday, we got to see a internet debacle between Jennifer Aiden and Melissa Gorga, the two Aries of the group. And Melissa thought that she was going to be cute and funny and post some little long Instagram caption um, and purposefully exclude Jennifer and say all these things about her. And Jennifer Aiden said, oh, not on my watch. She gathered her ass. They went back and forth for a little bit, but ultimately Jennifer took that round and ultimately the gold prize in that argument because she ended up posting a picture of the article when Melissa Gorga was selling fake Chanel bags at Envy and trying to push them off as real ones. She deleted it later saying, oh, that was probably a little too far, but I loved it and we all saw it, okay? You know, it's, Melissa keeps telling Jennifer, I've been doing this for nine years. I've been doing this for nine years. Yeah, Melissa, we know, and we've been wanting you to stop for about a good seven. Like, you don't bring much to the table. What, why are you, why are you trying to attack Jennifer right now? It makes zero sense to me, except for the fact that her and Marge are jealous. You know, I don't understand why they keep coming for Jennifer when it comes to, you know, saying that she likes material things, everything's about materialistic stuff to her. Um, all of you have your own vices. You all like looking nice and buying yourself nice things. So why is it not okay for Jennifer? Marge, you like doing house demos and redoing your house a million times. Jennifer likes bags and shoes. That's totally fine. Let this woman enjoy her luxuries. All right. So, I was going to talk about how it upsets me that Jennifer was said that she still wasn't talking to her mother. However, she told us um, this week that they made up. So and they're in Turkey together. And I'm really happy about that because life is too short. And that argument, uh, like I've said before, Jennifer just needed to stay out of it and just be a little bit more respectful of her mom. I'm glad they're in a good place. I'm not glad that Melissa tried to pipe up at that reunion and, you know, say I understand why your mom's irritated with you I would have jumped across the stage at that girl don't talk about my mama okay she wants she as in Melissa wants to say that oh you guys can talk about my husband Joe is in everybody's business so yeah Melissa or Melissa Jennifer's just sharing her life all right so then they bring Joe Gorga on and they ask about him. Andy asks about him and Melissa's marriage. And he's probably about the only one that cares. He needs to stop talking to women crazy. I'm not going to keep, well, I always say I'm not going to keep watching. I am. But Joe Gorga, you are a chauvinist. We've told you a million times and we've you know drawn you all types of Venn diagrams to show you how. And his little half-ass apology to Dolores was, you know, irritating but I don't expect anything less Dolores I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings no bitch I'm sorry if and I'm sorry are two different things you called her a broken woman and I don't give a fuck if they have known each other forever that was so rude and crossing a line 
in speaking of also crossing a line the gorga siblings teresa and joe i understand everyone is wrong in this situation teresa and joe judice joe and melissa are wrong they're all wrong if they weren't then gia would have never wrote that little song five million years ago okay but joe needs to stop bringing up things that his parents may or may not have said to him about teresa and joe judice they're past like and it's hard enough for on your guys's family that they're both gone now I don't understand why he feels the need to say over and over, my mother said this to me. My mother said that. That's not ever going to make Joe Judice not the father of Teresa's children. Okay. There are three truths here and like everyone needs to be a little bit more respectful, including Juicy Joe all the way in Italy. Okay. Cause he runs his mouth a little bit too much. Ugh. I'm still, you know, a little confused why men, maybe we'll see on this next part of the um episode but why everyone is mad at margaret because you can tell in their um like body language and their demeanor i want to say at one point margaret was talking and dolores was just looking at her like i hate you bitch so you know we'll see i don't know if it's gonna i don't can't see why everyone would be mad at her surrounding what jennifer claims that Margaret is the one that told her she's the source of the rumor. So maybe there's something I'm missing. And you know what? Margaret knew what she was about to say because right before she dropped that bomb, when Jennifer Aiden was leading up to it, Margaret's whole body language changed. She, her back started straightening up, her lips pursed, and she was like, and then she, she said, now you're going down. And I was like, okay, Marge, let's see. I don't mind Margaret, but also I'm just like, you, she's not the best arguer. I don't know. So I'm excited for this second part. And at first I was like, okay, two parts is fine for Jersey. But now I kind of feel like they might have needed three because I don't really know if we're done with them yet. However, I'm excited. I'm a little sad that it's ending, but... All right, we're going to take a little break for a second and we're going to come back. Alrighty, guys, that is going to go ahead and wrap up our recaps for the week as well as this episode. Huh, I know it was a shorter episode this week, but I will not lie to y'all. This week got away from me completely um, between work and life and just trying to keep my sanity all together. My stress levels were on absolute 10, so... Even some of my notes this week, I was just like, I don't have a lot on that. Um, but if you follow me over at the Who Asked Me podcast uh, Instagram account, you might have seen that I did a poll on uh, how you all might want to see or hear the Bachelorette recap for this coming up season. Um, the IGTV option one. I am going to start trying to get stuff together for that because I've never messed with IGTV before um, and I'm not the best at video editing. I mean, I can do a little bit of it, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I am excited. Uh, I, If you know me, you know I didn't watch Matt's season. That was a personal choice even before all the scandal. Um, I was never a fan of his and honestly, I just was 
after everything went down, I was like, you know what? I'm really happy I didn't watch that shit. So, um, so yeah, I don't know, Katie. I don't know what she's going to be like. I don't have any preconceived notions of her. So I'm excited to kind of like go in blindly and hopefully that franchise starts getting it the fuck together because unlike my problematic love for Bravo and the housewives and all of that shit, I honestly have no problem cutting The Bachelor out of my life. So if they want to act up again, we can absolutely do it. I generally like Bachelor in Paradise the most, but I don't even think that's happening this season. Um, But yeah. All right. Per usual, don't forget to like, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, And if it is on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review me. That really helps me out a lot. It can get this podcast out there a little bit more. Give me some followers. Get me, um, who knows, maybe a sponsorship or something, child. <laughs> uh, and also, don't forget to follow on the Who Asked Me podcast Instagram. It's at Who Asked Me podcast. And I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.